What is going on, dads? And welcome to episode 22 of the Dads at the Dart Show, recorded on Sunday, October 25th, 2020. We're your hosts, Drew and John, and thank you for joining us tonight for some Nintendo and spooky stories. John, I mean, buddy, how have you been? I'm loving the season. Me too. Every, every year October comes around, it's one of my favorite months, and it always goes by way too fast. I can't believe we're in the last week of October. I but. know. I, I love this stuff. The corn mazes, the pumpkin picking, all that fun stuff. I've been I've been doing it all, carving pumpkins, you name it. Uh, trying to convince the wife to buy like a huge, huge Christmas blow up, but she's not really buying Whoa, into it. Oh, you're already looking into Christmas? Uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm I I I don't have a lot of Halloween decorations outside. I do a lot of inside, but outside I, mm-hmm. I live in the woods, so I like I string Christmas lights from tree to tree to tree, like thousands and thousands of lights. It's a lot of fun. Do, so do people like over there? Like I've noticed over the last ten years, where there's more people putting up orange lights for for Halloween. There's a lot oh, lots more decorations. Yeah. Yep. So up around here, there's been a lot of like, um, especially with COVID and stuff, a lot of houses have been doing like uh, walk through like kid friendly haunted houses or even drive through because I live in a neighborhood that has like a lot of like a lot of long driveways and stuff. So the other day we drove down a driveway that they welcomed you down um, and had all decorations and stuff and you kind of just turned back around. It was, yeah, a lot of that stuff around here. How big of a driveway is it that you can this turn back around? This was a very around? big house. This was like, a, this was probably a quarter mile. It was, wow. yeah, it was, it was a big, big house, big, uh, big property. Wow. I would think if you went through a driveway, got to the end, and then like part of the spookiness was now you had to reverse <laughs> on, a, on a skinny driveway because no, you this, can't like see behind you. That would be cool. This driveway was big enough to have two lanes. So each way of traffic. And they had, what they did was they had like a hundred blow ups. Um, it was just so they had, it was fun. It was a good time. Wow. Um, but soon Halloween will be over, but not yet because we have some spooky, fun, gaming-related Halloween-ish type stuff tonight. But um, there's some more stuff I think we need to talk about. Um, I learned how to use Twitter today, John. With your help. So proud. And I don't want to spill the beans on why I had to use Twitter. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, so I don't want to get all fired up this early in the show. But um, the reason I had learned to use it was not good. And I also learned that there's a difference between hashtag and at. I did not know that today. Uh, But I learned, I think hashtag means like trending, right? At means you're calling somebody out. Yes. At everybody. Your Twitter handle is at... What are you, uh, Drew DeFoo? Yeah. Right, that's your Twitter handle. So if you want to, if you want someone to be notified that you're talking to them, like a like a work chat, you have to okay. use the at sign. Hashtag is like, it's weird. The hashtag. Some people, when they say something on Twitter, like if I was gonna say, I love the new movie, Tenet, you know, and then they'll put the hashtag on Tenet. But then some people don't want that because it makes the the tweet look weird. So they just like say their tweet and at the end they do hashtag tenant, hashtag movie theaters, hashtag that, you know what I mean? So yeah, everyone's got that. a different style. I, yeah. I, I had to consult you. I did it wrong. I hashtag the person I was trying to get, <laughs> not at them. Lesson learned. Right. Um, don't at me, bro. Don't at me. Yeah. there. 
I'll get, get there. I'm learning. Hey, yeah. I'm proud of myself. I tweeted like three times this week. Woo! Um, so what about going on with you? Very cool. I uh, I finally saw the Sonic the Hedgehog movie today. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Like yeah. for the first time. First time. It's incredible, right? The, uh, well, yeah. I don't want to say incredible. Yeah, it's, it's better than I expected. I would say it's. I thought it was a funny movie. Mm-hmm. I just felt like. Most of it had nothing to do with Sonic. I felt like, okay, they just threw Sonic in, but all of this is really bizarre. Um, yeah, it had really good jokes in it. I love the scene in the beginning with the turtle. Um, <laughs> that's how you just knew it was going to be like a really funny movie. I do like that it was a movie that started right away. You mm-hmm. know how some movies just take too long to get going? Yeah. Um, so I like that part, the turtle. Um, and then it was already a pretty enjoyable movie, and then Jim Carrey comes in, and... I'm oh, a, like yeah. a Jim Carrey super fan. Okay, I've been I've been watching him my entire adulthood. He's a legendary impersonator. Mm-hmm. He's funny as shit, and um, I just knew like I wanted to see this movie because of him. I don't know if he, I would have even seen it if he wasn't in it. What took and so my long? god, my god, Jim Carrey was so good in this. He killed movie. it. I mean, I, he killed it. Um, um, just yeah, every it, like you know, he's he's reading lines that are you know this isn't the best writing, right? He's like he's yeah. playing. Dr. Robot. I, I don't know. And he just like he made it so goofy. And I don't even want to hear. I've heard criticisms in the past where it's like, I mean, he's turning Robotnik into this like hysterically weird character and whatever. But like, what are you going to do with Dr. Robotnik? It's not a character mm. you can play. This is the only way you can play it. Otherwise, it just looks goofy. So, um, yeah, I thought overall it was it was enjoyable. It wasn't very long, which I think was Agreed. good, because if it was two hours, it might have overstayed its welcome a little bit. Yeah. Um, the guy, the main actor who was in Hop, and it very clearly... It's a weird reference the only, there. Weird reference, yeah, the, but I'll I'll how that. The, the only reason this guy was cast in this movie is because he had experience working with an animated character. I will always believe that. Um, there was no other reason. There's nothing what? particular like about it? this actor. You didn't oh, like I don't it? like this actor. I hate the movie Hop. So when I saw he was in this, and I go, oh... Like, they're like, ooh, we need an actor who's experienced with working with animation. And so he's in the movie. But I thought he was okay. I thought he was fine. He's like, yeah, I mean, what, ten, 10 years older now? Yeah. Um, I liked, you know, just, I just liked, it was it was good. It, it, it. it, it was definitely formulaic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My kids were, like, laughing. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. formulaic. It was, like, predictable. Like, my wife called out the ending, like, right in the beginning of the movie. Like, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just like... It's all very predictable and whatever, and that it's you know it's not going to win awards. Sometimes we just um, need that in our life, John. Just yeah. a little bit of predictable, fun movie. That's <laughs> it, you know, like Borat. I'm a Borat. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> we can't. I don't. I don't know if this podcast is for talking about Borat, but no, no, no. Um, Borat was night. good. I did. It was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'd say good, but it was Borat. Borat's an inherently hard movie to watch sometimes. People get uncomfortable watching Borat, like, you know, confuse people and all that sort of thing. So really quick, uh, I don't want to spend time on this, but <laughs> I have to ask. Let's talk Borat. I had to start Googling some stuff. I feel like this one had more staged moments mm-hmm. than the first one. I feel like that's what so made too. the first one so good. And maybe I'm overthinking it, but like, no. there's no way there's some of those scenes that were just spontaneous not staged right. like 
For example, I loved the Fats Machine whole store concept. <laughs> Incredible. But, like, Tough. there's no way that guy would have just done that for, like, all those Fatses. Oh, why not? He's getting paid for each one. I guess he has to, right? A lot of these scenes are edited because, in the end, he has to make a movie that has a storyline. So you can't just leave raw footage in of an interaction. Okay. Uh, and, and that might have been the fifth copy store he went to. Exactly. You know, we don't know. You know, he might have gotten I, recognized in the first four. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I, yep. You know, I think what he does is he will. They will call ahead, like production studio, and say, you know, like they they do an under the skies of we have this international yeah. person and he wants to experience this and we're doing a documentary and we'd like to bring him in and they never meet the guy until they film it. I agree. And that's how he gets in. Um, it was definitely more staged because. This movie had more of a storyline, um, a, a much deeper storyline than the first movie. The first movie was like, I don't even know what the storyline was. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, it was the Pamela Anderson storyline. Oh, I, I forgot. Uh, too. Yeah, yeah. But it was like very light. And the Pamela Anderson scenes were staged like she she was acting. She wasn't uh, yeah, it yeah. wasn't authentic. But anyway, no, it was good. And, and I have a hard time watching it sometimes. I'm just like cringing like, oh, my God, you know. But uh, by the end, it was like, wow, that was a really good story. Um it was good. It was better than Sonic, but uh, stop it. Sonic, Sonic was good. Yeah, I, anyway, I, I'm worried. What do you think about the Mario movie? Like the Mario movie has to at least be good, like Sonic, right? Well, the Mario is a cartoon, right? I think it's going to be more in the lines of, uh, you know, like a Minion or Despicable Me type movie. That's that's. I think it's going to be more like that. I don't think it's okay. going to be as crazy. Is Mario going to talk? We don't know yeah, that. He has to. But what's he going to sound like? It's not going to sound like a minion. I mean, who's going to be the lead character? Is Charles Martinet going to be the voice of Mario? I think so. He has to be, right? Because they... But, like, I can see them saying, oh, for a movie, Charles Martinet is not the voice. I but could see that, too. You could get, I mean, there's a lot of good voice actors out there, right? You could and find he's someone. a good voice actor, so... Yeah, I think it will work. I think it will work because it's a new movie. You know, Mario will look rendered in, in a little bit different way than we're maybe used to. So I think it will fit with a new look and a new car- a new voice. So I, I think okay. it will be fine. I'm not I'm not that worried with Illuminations is doing it right. I mean, they're they're pretty big. So, yeah, they're OK. They, they're hit and miss and whatever. But they, they do a good job. I mean, like, I'm not hmm. super worried or whatever. They're supposedly like the low budget animation studio. But when you say they've done like minions and stuff, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know. I think they've done a lot of big stuff recently. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anywho. We're right. doing on a tangent there. Let's get back uh, to the demon world. What do we got? Let's get back to it. Well, before we get into the news, I had a question for you. And this was a question that I asked the Nintendo dads this week. And they were kind enough to answer it. Um, but I want to discuss it because it is now end of October. And in about a month, we're going to start talking about what our game of the year is going to be. And yes. it'll be our first time going through it. Uh, and... I just wanted to ask, because I'm curious, I have heard people discuss Game of the Year. There was, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, and they were like, well, the Game of the Year is between Last of Us 2 and, you know, Ghost of Tsushima, and and all the mo- all the games that they named were these big, AAA, 3D, beautiful, set-piece games, right? But and I mean, some it's, of these always, games, it's always you know, that, it, right? Well... Well, but there is no official game of the year, right? Nobody, nobody, there's nobody who owns that. It's it's very subjective to you. Agreed. So my question for you is, oh. when we talk about the game of the year in December, 
what are the qualifications in your mind? What are you looking for when you name a game of the year? You know, it, it's funny, right? Because what you just said, I feel like resonance with a lot of people in the way that you almost have to assume it's this this huge AAA game, right? I, I just, it's almost like no five-hour little game, no matter how good it is, it's just going to spark me as the game of the year. It, it's I don't know why it's like that, but for, but for me, um, you know, I don't know. I haven't really thought about this, but but again, I think there's going to be a good mix, right? Of you know, storyline, but not too much dialogue, because that's that's what I like, um, as well as the gameplay. And um, you know, I don't know, John. I don't have a good answer. I think I'm gonna have to come back to this one, but uh, start prepping for December. It's, it's you're right. It's it's funny when I think about like the last few games and what sticks out to me the most, right? You know, I played a lot of games. You know, I looked at Paper Mario for me was was a lot of fun. But then I don't play a lot of games, right? So I don't get to see the diversity of some of these other games. Right. But um, for me, it's just you know what stuck with me. What did I not want to put down? You know, you get to those grooves with game. I think everybody does it where. You you play nonstop, but you can't put the controller down. And then sometimes you have these pockets where you don't even really want to load it up because it's like, yeah, the game's fun, but it is what it is. Um, and I remember Paper Mario was like that for me, where I wanted to play. The kids wanted to watch me. I, I wanted to play twenty four seven. So I think it's just naturally what what do you not want to put down? I think that right there is telling you something. Mm. Yeah, I I feel like I've hit the end of the road with. Triple A games being my game of the year, because mm-hmm. I think the last my last few years, my game of the year has turned out not to be last year. My game of the year was Fire Emblem Three Houses. But then if you remember, I retroactively named it Sayonara Wild Hearts. You did. Um, which I said I was allowed to do. Um, and I think, like you said, it's a game that sticks with you. The funny thing is, a lot of times, like I love Fire Emblem Three Houses. And as recently as, what, a few months ago, I finally played through it with the last house, the Golden Deer house. And so by the time I finished that, I had played through with the Blue Lions, the Black Eagles, the um, the Golden Deer. And I did the DLC with the little, uh, the I forgot what they're called, but the, the Grey Wolves, I think. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I finished the Golden Deer, I was sick of Fire Emblem Three Houses. And... I wonder how much of the game of the year has to be like not your final impression of it yeah. because you might be sick of it by the time. Yeah. But like where it was in its prime of you playing it. That, you know what? That's a hundred percent true. You know, and I, and I use Paper Mario's example. We would after all those achievements. And I think there was like those two achievements I never went after. Mm-hmm. I think the one was like the game show thing. That might've been the only one, but, um, you look back at that at the end, and it's like, I just can't play this game anymore. I, I, I played it. To the... But that doesn't mean you should let it take away from those that the beginning, middle, and end of your experience. Right. right? Yep. You know, you've got to keep that in mind um, for any any game. Right. What was the enjoyment throughout that game? And, you know, how well polished was it? Was it too hard? Was it too easy? I think there's all that happy medium in there. Some people like easy games, right? Some people like hard games. Yeah. Um, there's a game that I'm playing right now that I found to be the perfect middle ground of easy and difficult. It was, it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, Don't say it yet. I'm not. Don't say it yet. Don't say it. Yeah. No, I agree. 
so it's a great question. I'd like to continue thinking about it, and I'm sure we will. We will because we'll be talking about this, and before we know it, a few more episodes mm. uh, will be on our doorstep. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the news and then uh, talk about the news here. Um, first things first, I want to say that tomorrow, um, which is today when everybody's listening to this, mm-hmm. um, Monday. there is a yeah, there is a 30 second review of Sayonara Wild Hearts uh, available. Um, you can check it on my Twitter. That's where I post them all. We also have a YouTube channel with the Dads After Dark show. You can come find us there as well. Um, sometimes mm. I post these reviews early. Uh, hint, hint, it's already up. Um, but I don't promote those. So if you're a subscriber, you can see these reviews a little early. But I just had to uh, review thir- uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts again. So there you go. Um, Crown Tundra was released this past week, October 22nd. If you're into Pokemon Sword and Shield, um, that is the second DLC and possibly the last DLC. So um, probably the last chunky DLC we'll see. Uh, it was also discovered that Luigi's unlockable in Super Mario Bros. 35. There was some, and I know, Drew, we talked about this, mm. um, some discrepancy of whether you had to get to level 100 or you had to unlock all the levels in Super Mario Bros. 35. Um, but what you do is you hold down L when you start the game and you'll be Luigi. Um, another big announcement. This was mind-blowing. I'm going to talk about this in a little bit. But the original Fire Emblem from Japan on the NES was announced um, just out of the blue. There wasn't even a hint of this, not a single rumor. Um, I think it's going to be $5.99 digital only without a physical special edition. Um, There's no game that comes with it. You'll get a code. Um, But that comes out December 4th. So that's very exciting. And then, Drew, give us a little update on mm. Monthly Mayhem. Monthly Mayhem. We are in the middle of it right now. I'm going to say just over maybe the halfway point. As you know, Mario 35 is the game of the month. And that's the only game. There's no other retro game or anything like that. And we did that kind of because this is one of the free-to-play if you have Nintendo Online. So we decided that let's, mm-hmm. let's just go with this. The retro game is, is a free-to-play anyway. So if you have that, you have this. Uh, it's simple play 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 and win 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 it's that simple um or do one or the other you can either play less and win a lot or you can win very little but play a lot so uh again um the point system works is you get one point for every level so if you get to 100 level 110 you get 110 points uh and now what we're doing is we're giving you bonus points so bonus points for every win that you get so you get two points for every win um this is super exciting. This is super fun. It ends at noon Eastern time, November 8th. Um, please, please submit. I want to see like 15 people submit. I want to see all the Nintendo dads. I want to see everybody submit their score here. Everybody's playing this game. I know you guys are. So just submit because, John, how many lottery balls does it take to win? One. One. It takes one ball. That means if you turn this game on, you play one time and you die first, level 35, you probably would still level up to level one <laughs> and you can take a screenshot and send it to us. You get one lottery ball and you could win $15 for free. Somebody's right? got to try that. Yeah, I want to see somebody do that. I, 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 I want to see it too. And I want to <laughs> see that person win. To prove everybody, uh, it takes anybody to win. But yeah, Monthly Mayhem, super fun. Uh, November 8th, make sure you get your entries in. Sweet. And that's the news. Um, 
Drew, you're getting close to that Luigi. Do we know anybody in the community that unlocked Luigi yet? I, I don't. I, I have breached the level 100. I'll talk about that when I we talk about what we've been playing, but um, I'm still missing a couple levels. I think I'm missing okay. three levels, so I, I don't. But you're going to be tricky because I tried holding the L button, and maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe it's ZL. But when if you hold the L button, it asks the same as the ETS button, which actually changes your item you start with. Hmm. So like, if you're on no item and I push L, it moves to like the mushroom, hmm. which is weird. Hmm. But maybe yeah, I haven't been able to do it, so hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. To me, that's sort of like when I'll feel like I've beaten the game. You know, like I've unlocked Luigi. That's it. Agreed. I solved it. <laughs> well, until someone gets to level 200 and you find out you unlock Toad or Princess. Oh, it's just gonna. Go I don't know forever. because they they did say that this game's gonna end what like in March, um, mm. and I, we don't know what that means. Does that mean I you have, have to a buy it for that? What is your theory? My theory is something that you know all well about, John, is this um, subscription-based um, gaming platform. Ooh. But it, that's maybe like an addition? Um, or maybe they mm. restructure maybe of some sort. I don't know. But I don't know because they wouldn't restructure because when is Nintendo Online expired? Didn't it just expire a month ago or whatever in August? Yeah, September-ish, so, yeah. So they wouldn't, unless, yeah, so that wouldn't make a lot of sense that they're not going to restructure there. They could do tiers. I mean, like, tiers. you could do, like, you know, three different tiers and have just, like, basic online play be one and then these other games be two. I don't know if it behooves Nintendo because, I mean, honestly, the price of their subscription is so cheap. Right, I mean, it's 20 it. bucks a month. I mean, yeah, 20 bucks, uh, 20 bucks a year. I don't think whereas the other consoles are charging 10, 15 bucks a month. The problem so. is they're not going to take away what they already give you. Right. Yeah. So they're not going to say, OK, it's twenty dollars, but you're not getting these games anymore. They're not going to do that. Yeah, but that like you said, maybe it's fifty dollars a year. And you get the cheap Mario 35 and Zelda 35 and whatever else, you know, mm-hmm. Tetris 99. I don't know. But um is Mario 35 has really worked well. Um, I'm starting to when they announced this and they they said it was going to expire in March. A lot of us were like, why, why, why? And it's like we haven't even started playing the game yet. Let's just relax. And like it's not even the end of October. And I'm just like, I have played World 1-1 a million times. I I know know where every secret block is. I know my path through it every single time. Amy and says, I do. yeah, it's like, I agree. Amy's like, how are you still playing this game? Isn't it boring? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wish I, it would, uh, I wish it would shuffle more. I really wish it would like almost go random. And I think it might, I think, I think it'll change over time. It might. My um, problem is, is like the, the coin battles or the extra special battles that they have. Right. Like I tried that one. You, you get no coins. It's even worse. You know, I guess it's mm. good if there's levels you don't have unlocked, but um, I don't know. I've put about 21 hours into this game already, John, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, I, I you know what it is? I think it's Mayhem. Mayhem keeps me going. I'll mm-hmm. play this till the end of Mayhem. Mm-hmm. So, I've been playing it just for Mayhem. I think at this point I would have been done as well. It's a great game to watch Netflix, too, while you're just I sort of absent-mindedly. I agree. Yep, I yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. Um. Because really the game has, like, playing through this isn't really fun. There's a couple of levels I love to get to. Um, I think, um, is it 2-3 or 3-2? Where um, 
you can hit a Koopa shell in the beginning and just kill a bunch of guys, and you can really like that's grind the time. Too. Yeah, I think two threes and one with the the bridge and the fish. That one I I cannot stand. And I can't stand um, the um, a lot of the jumping ones with like the treetops and stuff. That kind of sucks mm-hmm. too. Yeah, you got to get your momentum. Uh, mm. But it's fun. It's a lot of fun. It but is. I'm certainly not going to be playing this game in March unless they change it to like Mario 3, Mario 2. I would mm. love to like explore those levels. Um, and I, the and other I funny think... thing, I, I I don't want to talk too much, I guess, about it. Uh, but yeah. like because you play the levels very asynchronously, you can go from one to another. I've done it a couple times where you play one level and then you play another level and you realize how similar it is. Except for like the elevators are a little a little narrower. Yes. And you're like, yep. oh, this is just like that level. But you didn't notice when you play through the game because a lot of times people skip these levels. Mm. And or if you play through them, you've gone through like 12 levels since then. And it doesn't yeah. feel as familiar. Um, but yep. it's been fun. I agree with you there. Okay. Um, let's move on to what have you been playing? What have we been playing, John? Um, I know uh, we've both been playing a little game since our last little spoiler review, uh, Hades. Uh, A game that I quickly adapted, uh, I quickly beat, and I moved on. You quickly Uh, beat? You didn't quickly beat Hades. 40 hours. Not that quick. (laughs) Yes, that's not quickly beat So 40 hours in. So so since, let me me recap. Since we've had our spoiler cast, I Mm. did beat the game 10 times. Um, You have to beat the game 10 times, a little spoiler alert, to get your true ending. And that's not really that much of a spoiler. It's just, um, it's a road light. So that's what they do. But uh, I did do that. That was it. You know, after I beat it the 10th time, I went around the lobby. I think I played one or two more games just to make sure, you know, anything was different or whatnot to see. And, um. I called it quits. I said it was a great game. I enjoyed it. I had fun. Um, I stick to my like 7.8, 7.5 rating that I gave it originally. Really? And, uh, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, you know, hmm. it was it was a great, great game. A little repetitive. I liked the different weapons that helped make it, you know, different. But um, I still stand by the first three hours completely lost. I did see a lot of people quitting the game before they really got into it and that'd be you know missed opportunity because of how good it truly was but um even like all the greek mythology and stuff like that i just felt like it got a little lost for me again i don't know it was it was just a repetitiveness and still uh there was a few things i wish they did a little bit differently again great game i put 40 hours into it i beat the game 10 times so obviously i enjoyed it but john you became a little bit more addicted than i ever imagined yeah what happened feel- it feels like a million years ago we did the spoiler cast because I, I, I forgot that you hadn't beaten it the ten times. You were you were at like five or six or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then I remember around that time I was trying to catch up to you, and I was like I was like I'm gonna be playing it all day long. And then you kept like messaging me and like I did it six, seven, eight, <laughs> and I was like oh god I'm not gonna do this. Um, so yeah, so I have beaten it the ten times. It is interesting because. You wouldn't know you had to beat it ten times when you were playing the game, right? Like, it doesn't oh, no say idea. now do it eight more times. They they don't do that. The, but every time you make it to the surface, it continues. The the conversation continues, it's and then funny. eventually yeah. it's like, okay, you're good, you're done. But even um, even like the ninth time, when you go talk to your mom, it's like, I didn't 
I didn't sense like one more time and that was you know what I'm saying? It was yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah. it was just another conversation like every other time. Exactly. Which was weird. Um but I so I've beaten it the ten times. I thought I'd put it down there because when you play through a game ten times, and I had a hard time beating Hades every single time. Um, even up until the fourth time, when I when I beat it the fifth time, that's when I it started to get easier for me. Mm. Um, I think it's because I switched back to the gun. So um, I there's all those little like unlock achievements that you do on your mm. at your desk, and for some reason, like I found a lot of them fun. And the big one was to beat the game with all the weapons. And yep. by that point, I had done it with literally two weapons, the gun and the bow. <laughs> and um, yeah, like there's a lot of replayability in this game, not there just because of the weapons. And there's only six weapons. But when you get that hammer upgrade, there's two hammer upgrade. I think you can just get two hammer upgrades per run. Um, they really change the weapon. Yeah, like they said, do. Different style. You love the gun. Right. It comes with it has the bomb that you throw, mm. but you can turn it into a rocket. You can turn the gun into a very short range, powerful weapon mm-hmm. or a long range weapon or rapid fire weapon. Um, there's so much to it. So a lot of depth. there's there's mm-hmm. and we talked about the perfect balance of difficult and easy. And this was right there. It was a Ooh. very rewarding game where if you played smart and you chose correctly, uh, there wasn't too much luck involved. It was a skill based. I would say, you know, one to ten, ten, one being easy, ten being very difficult. It was like a solid seven, maybe borderline eight, maybe seven. I'd say it's not seven. Bump it up. I would bump it up. I, I don't think so. I think once you get past that learning curve, I think you understand yeah. because of the, it's the replayability. So once you understand the enemies that you're fighting and the weapons you're using and which upgrades to go with. I don't think it's that difficult. Like you said, once you get into that groove, you're beating the, you beat it once, you beat it twice. You kind of you start to learn the patterns of the enemies. It gets easier. So I, I got think- into a, I got into a groove where I could get to Hades every time for the most part. Maybe once I would die early. Mm-hmm. I would get to Hades every time, but most of the time I couldn't beat Hades. The mm-hmm. problem with Hades was um he just hit hard. Bottom mm-hmm. line he hit hard, so it's even if you didn't get hit often, he just took a lot of health. Simple. Well, and when he swings and he like spins, yes. it's like, but it's like forty or fifty swing. damage. I know, and it's like, like I'll try to get in and hit him, and then get out maybe, and it's like he'll be like whoosh, yep. you know. And uh, yeah, I, I, so I have beaten. I just today I beat the game with the last weapon, the the gauntlets. Um, which is cool. You unlock like 10 Titan blood, which is like <laughs> a million Titan blood. Right. And, um, and then you have to get all the boons from all of the gods. And I'm down to my last two gods. And I, I had to look up the boons cause I, I, I just, I never get them. And it turns out these boons are like, you have to get one other boon and then you can get this boon, which I didn't really know that mm. not all the boons are just like whenever. So if you get like, you know, boon A, only then can you then get boon B, and you have to mm. find the god again. Well, again, um, something that they don't really tell you about. They don't tell you at all. I had to look that up and see. Um, Which is kind of yeah, key to like, upgrades, though, because if you get Zeus, you don't know, like, oh, now I want to look for Zeus again. So even if they have Zeus versus another god that you really like, maybe you pick that other god as you like him, but no, now you're going to go choose the door of Zeus, because you know you could get the potential of that other upgrade. Oh, definitely. 
And that seems to be the way the game goes. If you get like one early on, you'll see that person again and again. Yep. Um, yeah. So I've done a lot of the achievements. You had to build out the lounge, which I thought was one of the more interesting ones. You had to fully build out the lounge. So I was like, OK, because like there are all those decorative things. That yeah, you yeah, do. yeah. And um, but like I've been building out the lounge, building out the lounge. And it's like amazing. You get you get this, you get this. My lounge is like looks totally <laughs> different than when it started. Okay, it's got cool. an extra doorway. It's got all these extra food things and you can barely walk around. There's tables all over. Um, and luckily I finished that one today. There were some other things to do, but like, you don't have to do all of it. Um, so yeah, I've had a lot of fun. Um, I do runs and I'm having a lot of fun as weird as it sounds. I'm having a lot of fun doing this. I will pick up a weapon that, cause you have to get all the hammer upgrades for all the weapons. So I'll pick up a weapon where I need some hammer upgrades. I'll go in, I'll get up, I'll come up to the first hammer upgrade and I'll just see three. And one of them might be one I really like. Like, you know, the 300 percent bomb on the gun. Yep. And I'll go, no, but I've never done this one. And I'll click that other one so I can uncheck it. So you end up like doing these builds that you wouldn't have done normally because yeah, yeah, you just yeah. have to do all of them. Um, but then sometimes you do it and you're like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> this is a great upgrade. So it, it really helps you to like really experience all the upgrades. Yeah, so yeah, I've yeah. had fun doing that. And then I will go through if there's a boon that I need from a god, I will always choose that god. Um, and then I'll I'll pick if if there's a new boon, I'll pick it, even though I'm like, uh, this is for a cast and I don't want it. But you pick it. And then um, I've been doing runs where I'm trying to get like more of the shadow. But what do they call them? the shadow gems or whatever they call mm -hmm. it? The dark shadow stuff, because I, there's like I'm trying to like purchase something. And then there's runs around like I'm trying to get the gems because I'm trying to like build out my lounge. Um, and now I've gotten to the point where I've built out the lounge. I don't need those anymore. But like, I also go for the gifts because I'm trying to give everyone, I'm trying to max out. Yeah, all yeah, the gifts. Yeah. Yep, and it's I like so you stupid. You do these runs. There's a lot I have, to do. I, yeah, there's a lot to yeah, do. Yeah, I don't care if I beat Hades. And it's just, it's just weird. But I think I'm getting close to the end because I can't do all of it. Getting mm. all the duos and stuff. It's just forever. But I'll, yep. I'll, I'll be playing this one for a long time. Um, just not all day long like I have been. So, yeah. <laughs> A little addicting. What else? I'm I'm at 65 hours, by the way, Drew. So, oh, <laughs> Lord God bless you. I'm done. I'm done with 40. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else have we been playing? We talked about Mario 35, I think. So mm -hmm. I don't think we need to talk about that one anymore. Um, I've got one. I played. I did a 30 second review on it last mm -hmm. week. Uh, the Pikmin 3 Deluxe Demo. <laughs> yes, that was a fun review. Yeah, it was fun to review a demo. Um, but. I think there's like a lot we wanted to know about it. And so I kind of tried to focus my review on the controls and just how it feels on Switch, because this is a game that existed already. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I actually sat down to play the demo and played it all the way through in one sitting. No interruptions. Nice. Um, it's not super long, but I didn't think I would get through the whole thing in one sitting. Um, plays great. Pick mini fun. Um, the controls felt good. Um, I could probably get a little bit more used to them, but, um, yeah, I mean, like when you're playing on a gamepad, it's a bit different, but yeah, no, it was really good. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so I did a 30 second review on that. Um, TLDR, uh, I'm going to buy Pikmin three day one. So yeah, it's, it's going to be wow. a lot of fun. I'm passing on Pikmin, I believe. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I get it. And after playing Hades so much, I feel like it's going to be a bit of a downer. You know, 
You just like play I'm something just, more I'm relaxing. Just waiting and... for warriors. That's all I need right now in my life. Yeah, so Hyrule warriors. Still, still a little bit away. I know. Still a little yeah. Um, but you got something else that's uh, occupying your time right now, aren't I, you? So, so, so two things. Before I talk about a game that I have been loving, I need to tell the listeners what they need to hear. <laughs> I did something, John. I booted up Pine. That's right. Mm. I loaded up mm. Pine because uh, the Switch version had a huge patch update. Uh, to improve visual graphics, stability. Um, and, and, and I said, I need to see what this is all about. I will say, did you see the little launch trailer that they did for the for the patch? Yeah, that's the one I sent you, right? Yeah, it or was, was, it, something it was actually an incredible little trailer mm. where they would, would show a screen of what the game used to look like and view of the landscape and then it would show like a filter screen bar like coming across the screen and then you could see half and half of what was happening it was really well done i'll tell you what the trailer was better than the game by far (laughs) but um i loaded it up i mean i played for about three minutes and realized how the fuck did i play this game for 30 hours um the, the controls were so quirky based on some of the other games i've been playing lately but uh I mean, yeah, sure. It 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 um. It'll look it, better. It it definitely <laughs> defined better. I mean, it it definitely looks better than it did. You could see more. So before, for example, if I looked off a mountain cliff, I just saw like white fog. You mm-hmm. can definitely now see um, some trees in the distance and a little bit more texture. Um, when I'm running on the grass, it's a little bit more texture. Um, there was a lot of issues with like the camera view where I could control the camera and it would, you know, in some games, these 3d games like Mario old, like Mario 64 would do it where you could like see through the ground or through, mm-hmm. through like a, a, a hill. Um, they didn't really, it didn't really do that as much anymore. So trying to control the textures a little bit like that. Um, again, I, I played it for a few minutes just to test it out. I, I 100% of this game, there was nothing left for me to do. So, I just kind of ran around for a little bit and just went through some woods, looked off of some mountains just to see what it was like, and and I called it a day. But I need to talk about this next game because I've been hyping up this game for such a long time. I have been ready for it. I've been super stoked. It came out. It is called Pumpkin Jack, and you play the role of Pumpkin Jack, which is... Um, what? It is a... Almost like Jack Skeleton, but with with the the, the skeleton with the uh, the Jack o' Lantern head with a Scarecrowish type body. The devil raises him up. Um, it is a 3D. I guess I'd say it's it's 60 to 70 percent 3D platformer with maybe 10 percent puzzle and like 20 to 30 percent hack and slash. It's it is the perfect game for me. Um, it is made by a studio called Head Up Games. Um, a single developer, John. This guy, it took him four years to develop the game. Wow. And I kept... Before I get to this part. So the game itself is absolutely fabulous. It's relatively short. I think it's like five to seven hours-ish. And um, again, it's just a super spooky-themed game. And I thought with like a single developer like this, it would get very repetitive. But there's about 
there's six levels in total, and each level has a different type spooky theme, right? Uh, my personal favorite one was the swamp, which had like a lot of like these big mushrooms you could bounce off of and jump around the platform. You would climb to the trees a little bit and do stuff. You know, there's like, a graveyard. There's, um, you know, I don't want to spoil it all, but it, 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 there's super cool <laughs> themes, tons of different stuff that you do. You also get a new weapon every level when you defeat the boss, which I thought was very cool. Um, you know, anywhere from like a scythe to a magic sword to even like a musket. Super cool designs. And every level also has some type of fun. Um, I don't know what you would want to call it, but like different play styles. So, for example, the second level is like a haunted mine. You have mine carts. Kind of like the old school Donkey Kong, where you, but in the 3D world, where you kind of have to jump over pits and you have to lean and you have to break down the the wall so you don't run into them. Um, so every level has something like that. You know, one level you're riding a horse, you know, from like your point of view into the screen, and you have to dodge the trees and stuff. It's it it kept adding these elements that I was trying to shot for a single developer to kind of keep changing. It wasn't repetitive. Uh, every level has 20. Uh, crow's heads that you have to find. It's so morbid. Crow's heads? Are they like dismembered or? All like these little like red glowing almost like a crow's head. Are they glowing or are they bloody? They're glowing red. (laughs) And then you have like one uh, record player I guess you could call it that you have to find which I still have no idea what the record player does. Uh, The crow's heads you can find this um spooky salesman in every level and you can buy skins for your character you can buy like a skeleton skin you can buy like a lumberjack cowboy there's different skins that make it really cool um they they play no effect just visual um the game has been so so much fun my kids absolutely loved me play uh they had to watch me i could not play without my kids uh, <laughs> So I think out of the six levels, there's three levels I 100% completed. And I think the other levels I have to go back and play. There's like um, a couple of the the crow's heads I'm missing, like two or three in each level. But John, all game, I was saying to myself, wow, I can't believe I haven't found one bug, one like glitch, one hole in the wall. Like I never got stuck. Everything was super crisp, super clean. Uh, the graphics, I love these type of shell-shaded graphics. The best way to compare it to is like a World of Warcraft type style graphics, which for me, I don't know why, I just love those cartoony, big cell-shaded graphics. I love that stuff. Um, so anyways, it was a flawless game. I'm playing through the last level. Um, I go into this portal, which takes you to the final bo- boss. You see that the, the screen comes up, the loading screen comes up, and then it shows like an animation. It shows the final boss. It shows like you about to go fight him. And then all of a sudden, it, you know, gets out of that animation and it loads the screen to go fight him. Well, John, let me tell you what happened. A <laughs> game break-in bug. No. I think what happened was it loads you like underneath the platform when you're trying to fight him, like in this lava red fog so all you see on your screen is red fog you see your health bar and I can, it shows i can change my weapon and i can shoot my weapon and you hear the noise but you can't see or do anything i tried to reload in i did everything i tried looking online i did find one youtube video where the guy was having the problem and this is why i learned how to use twitter i reached out to the developer he apologized he replied he said um 
you know, he actually already submitted a patch to Nintendo, and it is supposed to be done either out either tomorrow or Tuesday at the latest. Oh, wow. So, unfortunately, Pumpkin Jack held a little bit short for me. Um, and it's a <laughs> shame because, John, when I tell you, and I, and, and I don't want this to take away because I feel bad. This guy's a single developer. He had himself, and then he had one guy that composed the music, which was fabulous as well. Um, which is, if you're on Spotify or anything like that, you can listen to the soundtrack. It's awesome. Um, this game was, for me, like amazing. We talked about, not game, I hate to say game of the year for this, but it was every way perfect for me with, with the theme in, uh, a short game. I, I played it the entire weekend. The different types of play styles, the weapons, everything. Absolutely love this game. If you guys want to do yourself a favor, I highly, highly recommend picking this game up and playing it between now and and Halloween. It's like the perfect Halloween themed game. Like you could play this again in a couple days. It's about five well, to seven hours. Yeah, playing it between like Tuesday and Halloween. Tuesday. Well, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Start now, and then hopefully there'll be a patch by the time you get to the final boss. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, the game does retail for twenty nine twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, it's on sale right now for another like 15, two weeks or so, 15 days or so, uh, 20% off. So 22 bucks. You can pick this game up. And um, I love it, John. I absolutely love this. It was everything and more that I wanted it to be. Absolutely perfect play style, tight controls. Can't say anything better about it. I loved it. Drew, find me the rest of those crow's heads. I will. I will find. Now, the funny part is those music boxes that you find, I have no idea what they do. So I'm, I might have to look it up and just say, what do you do with these things? Are but you finding the them? You're finding them, but you don't know what to do with them or you haven't found them? I found, I think, two, three out of the six. Now, these are a little bit harder to find. They're definitely off a beaten path that you have right. to kind of find and look for. But I don't know what to do. Like I said, the crow's head I buy skins with. But maybe once I beat the game, something opens up with these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't beat. I can't do that though. Oh yeah, definitely. No. Probably yeah. Beat the game and maybe it'll reveal itself. Yeah, uh, it also has level selects, which are nice. So you can just go back and select the level you want to go to, and then you right. can just. It, it's it's well done. It's well done. I'm glad it met the hype. You've been hyped about this since they I announced it. Uh, Pumpkin Jack. That is the name of it. Go look it up. Not Jack and Pumpkin. That's more after dark, but they don't you have do that game you want yet. With your pumpkin. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, maybe the DLC will do it. He's been working on this guy. Like, um, I always feel bad for like, I was, I was telling my wife that like she played a game. I forget the name of it, but it had an elephant and it was like early on in the switch's lifetime and she had got it and she ran into a game breaking bug. And it's like this one developer, you know, mm-hmm. and literally had a one way conversation with the developer about what happened. And, um, sometimes these bugs are not so easy to fix when you don't have any exposure to it and your game wasn't crashing so he he can't get a stack trace of it so it's interesting like he has to be able to replicate it or guess what it is or something or other because it's not crashing he Um, seemed to know about it and it's only on the switch version i believe it's on steam and xbox Mm. and those versions it was not happening on from what i understand so he was aware of it luckily he already submitted a patch if not um who knows what would have happened this is a game that seems interesting to me, and I'm kind of like, I'm not like super stoked to play it. So I'm kind of like, if it comes on Game Pass, I'll play it. I really uh, want you to play this game. I, I really want to see I, your opinion. There's no is. time, though. Yeah, see, I'm going to play Pikmin. So John, you should, the way you play games, you should beat this in one or two days. 
Drew, I have Hades to play. No, put that shit aside and play Pumpkin Jack. I'm telling you, it's 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 fun. This is a fun, mindless game, and it's the perfect balance of like these crow's heads aren't too difficult to find, but they're a little bit of exploration. It's it's the perfect balance. I'm telling Sounds you, do gory. yourself a favor, play it this week. Enjoy Sounds. yourself for Halloween. Play it with the kids. One of your, you know, play with your son. You'll enjoy it. All right, maybe I'll think about it. No, you will. Um, that's it for you. Uh, last game for me, um, nothing to talk about, but, um, I did a review for a game that is coming out this week. Uh, keep an eye out it. There will be a review on the Nintendo dad site, uh, or a first look, and then there will be a 30 second review that will come right after that. So, mm-hmm. um, keep an eye out on that one. Uh, what do you say, Drew? We've been excited about this for the last two weeks. Let's get into spooky time. (laughs) All right, Drew, it is the week of Halloween. Halloween is what? This Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Um, I don't know if we'll be having Halloween or not. we're, We're kind of monitoring next door. I'm not sure what we've decided to do, but... It doesn't matter. Halloween doesn't matter anymore. It's a whole season and it's one of the great seasons. And I know you love this season very much. It's one of the things I have learned a lot about you, Drew, Mm. um, this year that you really love it, especially your reaction to Pumpkin Jack when they announced it. You were like a little girl. I was. Um, So um, your idea for a topic this week has been to talk about all things spooky and video games and Mm. take it away. Yeah. So. Spooky stuff. I mean, I kind of took it to the next level. So what we did here, folks, is we kind of broke it down. We each did our own private document. So John doesn't know what I have. I don't know what he has. And it's kind of matured. I kind of probably went too far where John probably went more literal and 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 wrote down spooky encounters in his video game career. Don't I, judge me. I don't. I you love don't you. know what the hell I did, Drew. I I am nervous. I'm nervous to find out. But um, what I did was I broke it down into three categories: scary gaming moments, particular specific moments in my gaming lifetime that I remember, uh, spooky themed levels that I love. And then spooky characters that just kind of, you know, popped out of my mind that I didn't ever, you know, didn't want to forget about. So I think what we're going to do, John, is we're going to do a little bit back and forth. You know, I'll say one of my spooky things. You say one of the stories. And we'll just kind of go back and forth and have fun conversations, whether it's uh, whether you want to tell a story about something that happened or whether you want to just talk about your favorite spooky themed level. That's OK, too. Um, but I'm going to tell you about a time um, right when uh, the Wii Days started. Uh, and I was in my mom's basement because that's where I you played the typical, oh, the typical twenty year old, <laughs> typical twenty year old living at home in the mom's basement playing video games, and I had the surround sound hooked up, lights off, and I popped in John. Which game did I pop in for the Wii? May I add, Call of Duty Three. Uh, you... <laughs> yeah, true story. I <laughs> bet you didn't see that one coming. I did not see that coming. And this is a memory I'll never get out of my head. Um, <laughs> so, Call of Duty Three. It's just like the the Wii. It's like this looks amazing. This is like the first time I'm playing this type of game. And I believe I even had the Wii Blaster 
that that might not be true. I don't remember with that, so I can't quote myself on that one. Anywho, I'm sitting there, lights off, surround sound, and I'm climbing up this stairs of this old abandoned building. Now, this was the the German and the Nazis game, I believe, Call of Duty 3. I'm climbing up the stairs. Original. I open up the door, and out of nowhere, this German Nazi guy opens the door, yells something at me in German, and skull fucks me with his fucking gun, and I fall back down the stairs, and I died. And I, like, shit my pants. It does, you know, they probably had to be there in the moment. With the surround sound, I had the, the, the guy yelling in my ear, and it kind of just jumped out at me. You know, it was one of those jump moments where the door swung open, and you get hit, and then you're dead before you even know what happens. But I don't know why this moment was always stuck with me. Uh, I think it was just one of those first encounters of a video game really making me jump. Um, was it scary? No, but I, I jumped, and it was something that uh, always will stick with me. <laughs> um, so that's my first scary experience, John, that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, but what, what about you, Joe? I I have a memory, and this isn't even directly mine, but I was there. Um, <laughs> so my wife, Michelle, my wife, um, <laughs> she, our experience as gamers. When I when I met her years ago, um, she was she was a very casual gamer. She wasn't into it. And then, like, I started, like, buying systems, buying systems. And over time, up until the Switch, she just got more and more into games. But most of it was watching me play. So if a new Zelda game came out, if a new Mario game came out, she would watch me play and help me. And then when the Switch came around, you know, she took off on her own. She wanted her own copy of Breath of the Wild. And, and she was off like a little bird. I'm How so proud, proud she left her. You were so proud. And now, now she plays. She can play through Hollow Knight on her own. She would well, never she had, think to just. There were some me issues play. with that one, if I remember correctly. Oh, sure, yeah, but like, <laughs> it took her five times as long to get through it as like other people. Um, but still, like, she she plays through it all. But um, before that happened, it was on the Wii. Uh, we played another Wii story here. Um, played a little game called Resident Evil Four. Now, back in these days, Michelle would generally, like I said, she would watch me. And um, I was really enjoying the game. And she wasn't really watching because she's not into, like, the scary stuff. And I just decided, like, I think she might like this. Like, it's it's scary, but, it's you know, that game was really great. Um, so I had her play through it. I was like, why don't you play through it? Let me watch you. This is a really fun game. I want you to experience it. Why don't you play through it? And she's just like, is it scary? I'm like, yeah, but it's okay. So anyways, she's playing through the game. Um, you start off in the, the oh, cabin yeah. and she's kind of going through and she's making her way and she's like has to shoot a zombie here and there. And then it like cutscenes or whatever. And she's getting through it and you get to this village and there's this point in this village. You're trying to figure out what's going on. And there's this moment where the zombies start coming out. Mm. OK, it's been a while since I played the game, but the zombies start coming out. And the Wii was a game where you had to aim. You were like aiming at the screen, you know, like like you yeah, said, yeah. you're aiming at the screen, just like Call of Duty. I have never seen somebody just forget how physical motion works. <laughs> she was so all the zombies turn around and they start coming towards you. She was so scared. She didn't know what to do. She's like <laughs> freaking out with the Wii mode, pressing buttons, and she she didn't know she didn't know how to fire anymore. She didn't know how to control the camera. The camera was going up into the sky and to the side. She was so scared, and she lasted about ten seconds. 
and then gave me the Wiimote, and that was the last she ever played of Resident Evil 4. No! And I'll never forget it, because she was just, she was on her way to this experience, and um, it took another, what, five years before, you know, she got into the Switch, but um, she still remembers that. In fact, when I was talking about our topic, she said, oh, you should talk about Resident Evil 4, and I was like, oh, it's already in the show notes, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, just one of my favorite memories, and it's a game that's on Switch, and I really would like to play through it again. Oh, that's And right. I told her, I was like, should I go get it? Should I get it? You can play through it. And she's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> so. Well, it's funny, John, because Resident Evil 4 was next on my list um, <laughs> for, no, for no particular reason or story, but for the same thing. You know, it's something about the Wii days, and I think it was maybe, like you said, I think it's something to do with the motion controls. Um, I think that actually adds a lot of different element to those types of games. Um, and specifically, I'm going to bring up, and since we're on this topic, Resident Evil, the Umbrella Chronicles, if you remember correctly, this was one of the games that was the arcade type style shooter. Like you yeah. would go to play at, you know, your Aladdin's Castle or Dave and Buster's or anything like that. And um, it was a fabulous game you used with the blaster that came with the Wii. Um, and it worked seamlessly. You you didn't control the character. You literally just with the screen moved on all, all by itself and you, you shot. But another game that I would often turn off all the lights. Actually, this was a good co-op game that you could play with a friend. Turn off the lights and just kind of, you know, have fun with it. Um, absolute blast. But Resident Evil in general has to be one of the first thing that comes to your mind when you think spooky or really scary video games. Um, absolutely. Uh, but what I will talk about is um, another game that when we talked that we we're doing this topic stuck out to me probably more than any other game. And I'm going all the way back to um, the NES days. And I am going to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, that game was, for me, absolutely perfect. Because when you're young, you're already into these movies. You know, there's something about scary movies when you're young that makes you feel like a little bit of a rebel because... Maybe you shouldn't be watching these or, you know, you're, you're getting to the more mature. You're on your own stage. And it's no different when you play these video games. Um, and the beauty about any old school NES game when you're young and you're playing it for the first time and there's no Internet or strategy guides, you just roam. Right, John, you roam around. You have no idea what you're doing. This is one of those games, Nightmare on Elm Street, that I played hours and hours on end. And I probably never even got that far you know what i'm saying you just mm -hmm. you don't know what you're doing uh i remember being stuck in the junkyard level for pretty much my lifetime and never getting past that um fighting freddy krueger was nearly impossible uh <laughs> just an amazing game with a lot of memories um the music in that game that 8-bit horror there's something about 8-bit <laughs> horror music um, I looked it up all week. I was trying to find something for you, and it's just, um, it's all amazing stuff. So that's my <laughs> next little pit there. It's the NES Nightmare on Elm Street. I've never played that game. Lots of um, I saw the AVGN review of it, and um, but yeah, no, I never played that game. I Oddly enough, um, I own it, actually. I, I've never played it. It's a fun one. Uh, maybe I should. Um, I've got one um, for many, many years, decades even, 
this was the scariest game I ever played in my life. Um, and I don't think anybody I know has ever played this. So when I was a kid, um, I liked to be on the edge. And I spent a lot of years with fringe consoles. So um, around the time I had the Super Nintendo, um, very early on, I got a 3DO, Panasonic 3DO. Um, and I would spend years with a 3DO, with a Turbo Graphics, just kind of like oddball systems. And um, there was a game on the 3DO called Jurassic Park Interactive. Ooh. And so this this game is um, this game must have come out coinciding with the movie. I don't know exactly, but um, and if you remember the 3DO, it came out at a time when full motion video was like the oh, big yeah, thing. Okay. And there was this short time where people thought full motion video was the future. Um, thank God. <laughs> thank God it isn't. Um, and so this game had, I think, scenes from the movie, if I can recall. Not the whole movie or anything like that, but there, yeah, yeah, there yeah. were clips. I remember and, early games that would do that. Yep, yep. Yeah, there was like 3D renders and stuff like that. And most of the game was like a series of mini games. And like some of the mini games were just these two dimensional, just cheap ass mini games. But there was a couple of ones they actually put some effort into. And okay. one of those was um, a little mini game. I had to look it up uh, called the T-Rex Paddock. Paddock. How do, you, how do you pronounce that word? The Paddock? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the storyline to this little mini game is you have to go in that the T-Rex the has escaped, not escaped, gotten loose. And I gotta look this up. It's in, it's in this paddock whatever you want to call it paddock it's just think of it as like a like a like kind of like a warehouse what's the name of this game it's called jurassic park interactive and so what happens is you have to go in you have to find the t-rex there's something you have to do and then you got to like but you have to avoid the t-rex okay you're not trying to find the t-rex you are trying to do like a mission while this t-rex is moving around in the paddock and so basically, you are in the dark. Um, there's like a little bit of light. So it's like one of those horror games. And you can't see or hear the T-Rex, but you you hear a heartbeat. And the heartbeat represents how close the T-Rex is. So for a bunch of the time, you're walking around and you don't, you don't hear anything. And then you hear like, do, 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 do. I mean, and you're like, scary just listening to this. Yeah. And you're like, okay, it's it's nearby. Don't panic. And then you hear like, do, 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 do. it starts getting faster. And you're like walking down a hallway that's completely dark. And then all of a sudden you might see the T-Rex coming right at you. Or you might be going down a hallway and you turn around to see if you can see the T-Rex. And it's right behind you. Oh it was horrifying. And... The thing is that there's nothing, there's no way, there's no video or anything that can help you experience it. It's, you have to be playing and in control of the character and just hoping that you can get through this without this thing appearing. Um, it was, it's one of the scariest experiences of my life. And if you play it in the dark, it's even better. Um, but it's just more about like, when's this thing going to get me before I can accomplish my goal? Um, it's kind of funny because the game was just horrible. Uh, it sounds incredible. Th this one mini game was just creepy as heck. It's aged poorly. The graphics are awful on it. Everything. But at that moment, it was like one of the most realistic things you've ever seen in your life. And um, 
yeah, if you ever get a chance to try that, if you have a 3DO, it's worth the experience. It's 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 not regarded as a game anyone ever talks about, but um, just oh, that one thing just still is so memorable to this day. I'll never forget it. So that's I wanted to share that little moment with you. That's awesome. That's I mean, <laughs> I didn't even know about this game that existed, and I'm a huge Jurassic Park guy. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that's awesome to hear. Um, so my next um, game I want to talk about. Um, and not a particular memory, but maybe maybe some memories and how it all started. It's a, it's a long-lasting series. Uh, unfortunately, it was never on a Nintendo system that I'm aware of, John. So I'm going to be a little bit of mm. cheating here. Uh, it all started back in elementary school for me. In the good old Catholic school base, basement of computer class. Where, you know... When you got to finish your computer class, you got a little like 15 to 20 minutes at the end of the class that'll play play a game or do whatever. So I would go deep into the floppy disk bin and I'd pull out a game, no other than Alone in the Dark. Um, have you ever played any of these games, John? I did. Yeah. So I'm talking about the original. And believe yep. it or not, I found out a few years ago that it's actually on your iPhone. And I bought it and I played through the entire game, believe it or not, and it works just fine. Um, oh. it, it was it was it, it could was, not have aged well it, it was a horrible game alone in the dark is an absolute i don't even know amazing it's just tr- i don't know it's a staple upon video game in today john uh, <laughs> the game is just if you've never played it you it, it's very if you're familiar with hp lovecraft there's a lot of it that's kind of um his lore, I guess, is kind of, you could say, based on a little bit, right? And um, you just, you come up to this mansion, and you start in the attic, and you have to just escape this mansion. Mm. Um, and it's a series of events, and I could probably get, I could probably go write you an entire walkthrough today on how to do it, um, all the way down into the basement when you have the giant worm chasing you underground. Uh, you got to throw the lantern at the weird tree. Uh, they got to fight the ghost pirate. There's, it's just so many amazing things. Um, and this game has gone on to have like, it, it was very PlayStation. I think it went down the PlayStation road. Um, I think there was like alone in the dark eight, maybe I, there was a lot of, there was a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and then you had, do you remember the alone in the dark two, or it was like Jat's revenge or something when you're in a toy store and you had to try to escape. The whole point of this game is you're trying to escape somewhere, and it was more of a puzzle game. You had to do A before you could do B before you could do C. Um, but it was just this 3D environment game that there was a lot of moments where you you kind of just open up a door, and then there was a monster of some sort. And um, God, just so much fun this game was. Um, but absolute blast. A lot of scary, expansion, scary experiences, a lot of spooky themes. Um Great franchise. I, I love that franchise. Unfortunately, I have to experience all the games, but um, Alone in the Dark. Yeah, that's that's my next one. Okay. I like it. I, I remember that original game, and mm. uh, yeah, I remember it. I really liked it at the time, but it aged really poorly. I, I remember, like, I'm always having a good time, and then you have to fight, and the guy's like, oh, oh. <laughs> he chops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You load and then the you rifle die, and shoots the rifle, yeah. and then it's like, oh yeah, it's yeah, it's just one of those games. And then you die, and you're like, fuck this, like this, is so frustrating. I, I um, love Alone in the Dark. Yeah, 
Um, I've got a game. This is going to remind you of your Call of Duty because it's not something you think of with spooky, right? I didn't, um, yeah, I wasn't this in, is... in Jurassic Park, so I mean, I think we've already entered that game. <laughs> um, so this one is my favorite PC game of all time. Um, it is King's Quest Three, oh, and um, this one this one holds massively special memories for me because um, the King's Quest games are always well done, and I love the the keyboard text parsing um, games. And King's Quest Three takes place. It's a little bit different than the first two, where you're like King Graham, because uh, the first game you become the king, and then the second game you find your wife. Um, so King's Quest three, you start off as like a slave. You are a servant boy. Um, your name is Gwydion and yep. you are in an indentured servant to this wizard. Um, I played man, this one, uh, man, man, and man, and man, and like that. In, are you yeah. in like a stone tower or something? You're in this, like, you're not in a stone tower. You're in a big house on top of a a peak, a mountain peak. Okay. And at some point during the game, you're going to go down the mountain and you're going to like, it's, it's okay. like yeah, yeah, almost yeah, yeah. impossible, like arrow navigation that you have to do. Um, and the thing, so basically you are a teenager and the wizard has to go on a, it kind of reminds me of tangled, right? The wizard has <laughs> to go on a, um, a trip and he's like, do your chores and I'll be back or something like that. And you decide this is when you're going to escape. Smart. And the, one of the brilliant things when they made this game is that he he tells you, he gives you a chore. So before he leaves, he tells you, um, you know, make sure you do this. And you have to go do it. And it's kind of random each time. So he might tell you. So I remember playing this game with my friend. And there was one time he, he said, like, um, clean out my chamber pot. And we had no idea what a chamber pot was. <laughs> um, we couldn't Google it. <laughs> you know, it was the 80s. And it was like, we've got to clean the chamber pot. What the fuck is a chamber pot? And we went everywhere looking for chamber pot. Look, chamber pot. Take cha And anyway, but the thing that makes this game spooky as heck is that he gives you this chore and you have to do it. And then he'll come back. And then I think he gives you another chore and you have to do it. But like once you're done with the chore you need to prepare for your escape and there's all these things you have to do and what makes the game so scary is that you have to try to do these things and he can come back at any time i think there's a certain point on the clock where he will he will um come back like it was like 20 minutes or something like that but you really didn't know yeah, yeah. Um, when you were playing the game the first few times and so you might be like, I want to go down to the town and explore whatever. And then while you're down there, like all of a sudden the game stops and he's like, doo -doo 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 -doo, and he just appears and he's like, what are you doing back back here? <laughs> and then he like turns you into a frog or something like that. And your game ends. Oh, so man. then you go back and you're like, OK, um, I'm going to try to gather up these ingredients for the spell. You know, there's all these things that you do to prepare to leave and you have to like defeat him. Now, and, these teams uh, don't have save points, right? If I remember. Oh no, correctly. no, you can save whenever you want. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. But like, I know, like, I don't know if it's a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. It's nah, from it's the just... '80s. But 
you have to like feed him. I think the only way you defeat him is he comes back after you do the second chore. He comes back and he says he's hungry. So he'll come back. He'll say, now do this. And then he'll come back and then he'll say, I'm hungry. Feed me. And then you you have to have made the poison and then you feed him and you give him the poison in the food and he dies. And then once he dies, now you can do whatever you want. But man, the first hour of that game in playtime is like trying to prepare all these things. Let me go make the poison. Let me go find the spell book and all these things just so you can like kill him. And it is so scary because while you're doing that, you know, he can appear at any time instantly and you just don't want to. So you might be like walking up the stairs from the lab and you're like, hurry up, get up the stairs, (laughs) close the door, you know, because he'll come back and then he'll leave again and Mm -hmm. then you can do stuff. But you don't want to be in the middle of something. So um, I remember that just being the most absolutely terrifying thing. King's Quest three. Do you think those (laughs) games have any what's the word? I mean, do you think there's any market in today's world with like a re-release of those? Or you think they just they were great for their time, they're done, they're gone, we enjoyed it. Uh you're seeing a lot of point and click games now. I played Thimbleweed Park and yep. that game's Monkey Island, all those. Same, yeah, yeah. But yeah. as a kid, I never once they started getting into the point and click, I stopped enjoying them as much. I liked just sitting there at a keyboard and typing and agreed. You know, agreed. not moving my mouse or anything. Um, so the text parser games, I think those are dead, uh, just from a control point of view. Um, I, but yeah, no, the point click is still there. Thimbleweed Park is still one of the best games on the Switch. Um, the, the dialogue and everything is great. But what if I they don't think like a remastered King's Quest? It just doesn't work. They've done it with some games. And I think some games where they turned them into point and click. Um, and they just don't have that magic for me. I just, I, I like it's, typing it's... of it. Yeah. I don't know if I've talked about it on this show before. Have you ever played... Um, so Sierra, who who does Change Quest, made a exact replica of the Black Cauldron. Which, if yes. you know anything about me, is is a is a cult classic Disney movie. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah. it's the same exact game as Change Quest. Uh, they just copied the scan and made it Black Cauldron-themed storyline. But I grew up playing that game. Um, kind of like you just talked about Change Quest and same concept where absolutely um, great memories like you said like I don't know what the fuck that is or where do I go but um, mm-hmm. they had that's one of those games you could be you could be playing it for weeks and, and then you only you get the, find only an get, item yeah you only get 20 minutes into the game but you just yeah. you keep doing that hoping that you find right. something new yeah um, yeah I agree but they have in that scene similar to what you were saying um there's this black dragon where every once in a while you'll just be roaming in the forest or, or near the river or wherever. And you hear that, that little three bit music like, and it's like, Oh shit, the black dragon's coming. I need to hide somewhere. You know, where do I hide? And it's the same concept. If you don't, he pits you up and he, he brings you into the dungeon and the castle and yep. Game over on the screen. But, um, just fabulous. Fabulous. Fabulous games um yeah all right i have um i think you have one left i have kind of two categories left so my next category um i have let's go with spooky characters i'm going to talk about some of my favorite spooky characters not really an experience then i've wrapped up all my experiences i have four characters i just kind of want to talk about because you know you'll know who they all are and at the same time i think they're they're fun spooky characters so the first one i think would be remiss now to talk about um, from Super Mario Land 2, the Sitch Golden Coins, 
there is a world called Pumpkin Zone, John. Oh. If you remember correctly. I don't and, know if I've played through this game, but go ahead. And they have um, what they call J, like the letter J, Sons. So J Sons. And they're actually based off of Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th characters. And it's, it's simply a hockey mask type style, Jason Voorhees mask with like a dagger through his head. It's a really weird character. And it plays <laughs> as like a Goomba. He's just a standard enemy in Pumpkin Zone. You can jump on him just like you were the Goomba. And um, I just thought it was always a weird character that was in a Mario game. But um, Jason's is what they're called. <laughs> couple other characters that always i think spooky you have to go to zelda right what other game would you talk Ooh, about yeah and of yeah. course i'm talking about almost every zelda game has these guys i don't even know if there's a real name for them but the zombies that are always in the graveyards or the crypt or whatever um specifically yeah, like the alternator yeah. of time i'm thinking right they have that horrid scream Right. And you know, it's coming. You look at them, they scream and you freeze. It's like kind of spooky the first couple times you've witnessed that. Think back to, you know, the mm-hmm. original time you played Ocarina of Time and that happened to you. They're horrifying in Ocarina horrifying. of Time. Horrifying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Super Mario 2, some of our favorite. Remember the old Fanto, who are those oh. little golden mask guys that just always attack you. You always get the key and you're just trying to go somewhere. Um, and you can't really fight them. You can't kill them. There's that one boss, I guess, right? Uh, but you can't do anything besides just run from them. Terrifying, yes. guys. Yeah, and I remember because like you have to pick up the key, and you know that when you pick up the key, your life will become momentarily miserable. Oh, and you yeah. just kind of sit there and stare at the key and go, "All right, let's pick this up." Yeah, <laughs> and then the mask comes after you. That's run. <laughs> um. And last but not least, my favorite spooky character on of any Mario franchise is no other than this guy right here, Polter Pop. Mm, so cute. When I saw him return in Mario uh, Luigi's Mansion Three, and you could, he, he's just adorable. He is the best ghost puppy guy in the planet. Absolutely love him. I had to fit him in somehow into this episode, so. Uh, Polter Pop from Luigi's Mansion. Absolutely the coolest dog around. Luigi's little lost ghost dog. Is there a word for when something's spooky but adorable? I don't right? know. We should make that up. Like. Spookable? A dookie? <laughs> that sounds like something you <laughs> drop in your toilet. Because <laughs> Polter Pop is definitely adorable like nobody's it afraid is. of nobody's adorable spooky. like spooky it's funny not um, spooky. it's not my spooky. other my other podcast i had this debate with my co-host we were trying to plan an episode about scary scary things and then something came up about scary and spooky and i was like well what the hell is the difference it's kind of the same thing but he's trying to explain to me you know scary is you're you're legit frightened or afraid where spooky is just kind of more of a theme right so mm. polter pop is spooky He's not scary, but he's spooky. Okay, it's so, like it's like haunted mansion, right? When you go through haunted mansion, yeah, it's you're not spooky. scared. Spooky. It's spooky. There's only one part of haunted mansion. I don't want to get into it, but <laughs> there's one part of haunted mansion that's actually scary. It's like the the hallway in the beginning with the door that's knocking and the mirror oh, that yeah. goes all the way to the end of the hallway. That's like legit scary, but but yeah, okay. So spooky is like cute. Like, uh, yeah, it's themed. It's, it's not, okay. You don't want to say Halloween theme because it doesn't right. have to be Halloween. It's just 
spooky themed. Okay. All right. What do you? Uh, what's your next one here? So this is also one of the scariest moments in a video game. Um, to this day, if you ask me to name my top ten video games of all time, this little stupid game on the stupid Intellivision <laughs> still sits there in the top ten, and that is Night Stalker. Night Stalker oh. will always go down as one of my favorite games of all time. So I grew up on um, I grew up on Atari and Intellivision, um, and um, there's a couple, there's a few games on Intellivision that I really love and remember, but Night Stalker is by far the best because it's still the best game of all time. Um, Night Stalker is a game. If you, I don't know if you've played Night Stalker. Before. I mean, I'm looking at it. It looks like a blue screen maze. Like Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a maze. Um, and this actually, they used to have Intellivision on like the iPad. I remember buying it for iPad, but I don't think it's there anymore. I don't know what happened, but I think licensing just got rid of it. So Night Stalker is a game where you're this guy and you have a gun. And you're in this maze. And if I remember right, in the top left corner is like a spider web. Yep. And there's a spider that kind of hangs around. And then there are robots that come out of the middle, which is where you sort of start. So it's kind of like, think about a Pac-Man where the ghosts come out in the middle. And this is where the robot comes out. Yep. Um, And so you'll be walking around. Yep, that's it. And... Your goal is to destroy the robots, destroy the... I don't think you can kill the spider. Um, but you're you're running around and you're just trying to stay alive and you can shoot. Okay. And the first robot that will come out is the gray robot. And the gray robot just walks around. He's not too smart. He even fires at you. And if you shoot him, he's like a tutorial robot. If you shoot him uh, just one time, the robot explodes. So it's like... And all the pieces fly around the screen and go off the screen. Uh, this is all like from like 35 years ago in my memory. Um, <laughs> and it's just a brilliant game. And, you know, fine. Then the next robot comes out and it's a little tougher, right? It's like this little bluish robot. And it's it'll come a little faster at you. Um, I think it'll shoot at you. And one bullet and you blow that one up too. And then like, another blue robot comes out. Another blue robot comes out eventually the the like i always i always regard it as the hippo robot um but it's called the white robot but it looks like a hippo's face and you can see it on the screen there there it is um and it's just a little more aggressive and it takes more hits and it comes at you a little bit faster and so these robots are progressively scary and one of the really cool things about the game is that you don't always fire directly down a hallway you can like kind of nudge yourself down the hallway and shoot along the edge or something. You could even fire right past the robot if you get too close to the edge. Um, and then sometimes the gray robots will come out while the, the more advanced robots come out. Um, eventually, there is an invisible robot. And now, this is the stuff of nightmares. You're in this level. There's a spider web. There's a spider there's enemies coming at you, generally other gray robots. I can't remember if other robots more advanced than the gray ones will come out at the same time. But then there's an invisible robot. And the invisible robot comes out and you cannot see it. You can only see its bullets when it fires at you. And you know it's out. I can't remember why, but you know that it's walking around. I don't know if it's a, there's a sound or whatever. And... <laughs> Invisible robots firing. So you're like walking the hallways trying to like 
dash in and out of a hallway to see if it'll fire at you because if it sees you it will shoot okay it's the only way and you've got to like figure out how to like expose where it is now, and if you kind you... of like lose mental track of it you have no idea where it is anymore and, and are you limited with ammo um i don't think you're limited with ammo you can fire like i think maybe one or two shots at a time so okay. if you fire down like a long hallway and miss you kind of have to wait for that bullet to sort of hit the end Okay, you know, yeah, yep. and like, so you might be, you know, unarmed at that time. But yeah, the invisible robot will come out. I know, I can't remember which robot. Eventually they will destroy the bunker um, because I think if you go back into the bunker, you're safe. I, I'm pretty oh. sure. Oh. And they'll start to, they'll start to eat away at the bunker and then there's no more safe zones for you. So the whole um, game's this one screen. The whole game is this one screen. And Just, I think once the invisible robot comes out, like that's it. Like that's the last robot. It'll just keep coming out and it just becomes a high score game. Um, but yeah, fire like beating all the other robots is so much fun. It's it's great fun. And then the invisible robot, it's just the stuff of nightmares because <laughs> at any moment you're just waiting for this gunshot to happen right yeah. to your character and get you. And um, I, I, Jesse, I know Jesse can relate because Jesse was a big Intellivision fan. I'm oh, yeah. sure he loved Night well, Stalker. I'm looking at it right okay. now. There's a reimagined Night Stalker for the new Amico that's coming out. Yeah. And it's like yeah. almost like a bird's eye 3D-ish type view. Jesse's going to have to maybe review it for you. I That's like the one thing that might get me to like get an Amico, but it's probably not enough. Hey, that's and a lot of you know, money for this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of money for a system. <laughs> My kids might not be interested in it, but I don't know. But if, you know, for, for, the, for the right price, I would get it. Just to have Night Stalker, but it's not the original Night Stalker. You know, it's like it's kind of fancy looking. It is. Um, I got to take a look at it again. Yeah, it, it's just too realistic. It it doesn't do it for anything for me. It's I'm gross. intrigued. I'm intrigued. It looks it looks interesting because I was if, always a fan of like the Gauntlet game. So like this is this is something. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to play, like even the maze is different on it. That's weird. Um, no, it's similar, but it's not exactly. Um, if you ever get a chance to play original Night Stalker, just sit down with it for like an hour. It's so good, but like, oh my god, the the invisible robot is just an absolute nightmare. I am a treat. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, my last one I want to talk about some spooky themed levels, which um, I know you know a lot about these. I think you've played almost all of these, so the first one I'm not sure about. So the first one I want to do a little throwback to Disney Infinity. And I remember when the Jet Skeleton little Infinity character came out and you load that guy up and you'd have to play like there was just this one level of you to play as Jet Skeleton. And it was just absolutely amazing for me because, you know, you're playing as Jet Skeleton. Simple as that. So that was an awesome game <laughs> that I always remember. I think I still have all these Disney Infinity characters somewhere. I think they're in like a toy bin. My kids play with them, beat them up, bash them each other. Um <laughs> But anywho, um, some other ones. This one you'll know. Spooky theme, John. Let's head over to Mario Odyssey. How about the Cap Kingdom? Remember the very dark gray scale with a lot of white and black? Um, very eerie music. Not much going on. Um, mm -hmm. fun. I thought that was a fun, interesting, spooky level to kind of bring up. Yeah. This one I know for sure you remember. Spooky Trails over in Mario and Rabbids. Yes! I yes. have it on my list, too, yes. 
Yep, that is a blast. That is a good one there. Lots and of you, fun. And you spend a lot of time in there if you're trying to like find all the items. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like you're just stuck in this Halloween world for hours yeah. and hours and hours. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. I'm yeah. okay with that. And then you do the battles uh, and oh yeah, mm. it's so good. Uh, Paper Mario. There's so many I could go with here. But I'm going to go with Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. And I'm going to go with the Creepy Steeple. The Creepy Steeple, if you remember, my background was at a minute ago. Where you go in there and you have to fight the giant boo and you fight them. And there's just something about the eerie music and you're exploring this, this mysterious steeple. And you don't really know what you're looking for or what's going to happen. Um, it's the perfect blend of a fun and a little spooky-ish, not sure what's going to happen type theme there. My last one I'm going to talk about is one of my favorite franchises, probably my favorite franchise of all time, and one of my favorite, probably the best game in the franchise, Mario Party 2. Mario Party Whoa. 2 was the one where each map was a different um, theme, and each theme, you, your character would automatically dress up. Dress up. So... Um, in this one, they had a map called Horrorland, and you dressed up as wizards. And there was a day-night concept, and the idea of it was going around the board, and you had to go to the big mansion. And when you get to the mansion, I think if it was, I can't remember, daytime, you got a star. If it was nighttime, they stole a star, or whatever it was. And it was they, they rotated every turn. But that level, of was I just always remember me. And that game, in general, was, was by far the best, um, in my opinion. But Mario Party 2 Horrorland. Um, so those are just some spooky themed levels, uh, John, that I have kind of thought about instantly, and I wanted to kind of talk about. I like it. I I love the season. These game these games are obviously playable through the year. You don't have to wait till Halloween to play through Zombie U or something like that. Um, yeah. But uh, they're they're just more special at these times, and it actually you make me feel like. I need to take more time to play some of this stuff because mm. it's just this time of year comes and goes and then you miss it. And you're like, ah, you know, I should have done something. I feel like people should start taking like a week off every October to just watch scary movies yes. and, you know, play scary games. Like, I, I think agree. it's like it's it's that level of holiday. Mm. And I don't know about you, you know, you over in, in Colorado, but where I live here, like this time of the year, we have the Tet's book Halloween weather. You know, I look out my window, I see red, yellow trees, green trees, orange trees, you name it. The leaves are falling. It's like a nice, cool, like 58, 60 degrees out. It's literally the perfect Halloween stuff. You get into the mood. Uh, it's absolutely a blast. And talking about this stuff is just so much fun. I mean, um, the idea and the theme of Halloween is just it's it's fun to it, mm -hmm. you, you should make it scary, spooky, where you know you're, you're frightening, <laughs> or you can make it more like even fun. You know, you can go watch Charlie Brown, you know, with your kids. You know, there's there's right. all these different levels of Halloween where, um, you know, it it's it's such a huge broad spectrum. So I love it. Right. Yeah, I agree. What do you think about uh the uh, Thanksgiving uh, peanuts? They're they're putting that on like Disney Plus now. Um, well, no, they're, they're who Apple, 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 I'm sorry. Yes, Apple. You're right. You know, it's a business. It's it's no different. Um, you know, NBC used to own the rights to it. Then ABC owned the rights to it for 20 years. Um, 
what happened was is their contract ended. Apple saw the opportunity. They jumped on it. They bought it. This is no different than when NBC and ABC bought it from each other. Um, it's just a different time. This time is now streaming networks, and that's what Apple did. So though it's not on cable TV, it's a, it's on a streaming platform. I mean, that's what today's world is, streaming platforms. It's not cable TV. So in my eyes, it's a smart business decision by Apple, and people can't be pissed about it. It is what it is, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No, I, 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 I get it. Ah, it's just I hate the way it all works, right? I wish it didn't work this way because it, it's – it's, it's a movie it's a that has become time. part of the holidays. It does. Luckily, I have it on DVD um, right. so I can pop it in. But, you know, it, it's just the whole thing with Game Pass. And now we see it with Netflix and Hulu and Quibi, whatever the fuck that is now I see. And, <laughs> and, and Peacock and all these things. There's just it's one after another after another. And, you know, you you have all of these. No one can subscribe to all of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So. You you talked about the other day, you know, it's Game Pass ruining video games. I mean, streaming networks are ruining television, right? Mm-hmm. In, in a way, yeah. so um, it's a shitty thing. But it's um, it's where the world's at right now, and in ten years, I'm sure we'll be somewhere else, right? Yeah. Screw it all, man. Screw it Screw all. Screw it all. I hear you. That's the real spooky thing. What do you got? Anything else? I think that's it. Awesome. I that think was, that's a wrap. That's yeah. a wrap. That was fun, spooky, and scary stuff there. Um, you know, the the whole outro thing. I mean, you guys know the spiel by now. Do I really need to get into it, John? You know, follow us on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And Dad, Death of Dark, Monthly Mayhem. You know it all. Make sure you have all that. Uh, thank the Nintendo Dads. All that good <laughs> stuff. Whatever. You know, I'm not going to try to read it all. But, John... What do we have happening over the next couple of weeks that we do want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, we've got a few games coming out this week. I, I'm so used to these weeks where um, nothing came out for Nintendo, but here you go. Um, we have uh, Oddworld New and Tasty. That is coming out on Tuesday. Another Oddworld. It's a remake of the, the first Oddworld. I don't know what the um, first one was. Uh, it was. It was just Oddworld. It was Oddworld. So... Uh, um, we're getting another. It's not the first Oddworld game on the Switch. Um, in fact, I know Nick reviewed one of the other Oddworlds. Um, so there's a bunch of them. They're all kind of different genres and stuff like that, too. So um, that comes out on Tuesday. And then Friday, we have uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe. A lot of people looking forward to that one. I'm very excited for that one. I'll be picking that one up. And uh, I just want to remind people that it's not the only game coming out. There is a very good game coming out on Friday. Um, this is the Angry Video Game Nerd uh, 1 and 2 collection. Um, if you were a Nintendo 3DS player, um, you know uh, AVGN Adventures came out on the 3DS. That's where I played it. Um, it's based on, obviously, AVGN. Are you a fan of AVGN, Drew? I've Are you never familiar? played that. Uh, no. no. Okay. No. I never. So AV, AVGN is like the godfather of youtubers that did nintendo stuff and he kind of i think he was the first ones that did like shitty game reviews um and it turned shitty game reviews into entertainment and like literally he spawned uh youtubers that have names similar to him you know so uh but avgn adventures is so good um and it's based a lot on themes from um old nes games and a lot of references to his uh, review videos. Um, okay. So 
it's it's just it's crude and whatever but it is a balls hard platformer um it's really fun and there's even game elements in there that are so freaking ridiculous because they're almost like references to his reviews of games that did those things so um i i I just googled it and i said is this i mean this is is it kind of like a, a so it's a spoof on games almost uh, like like for example like in a lot of his reviews he makes fun of the fact that when you're you you're a character going through uh, uh, a level and there's spiders and bats attacking you like this like this whole thing of like oh it's bats and stuff and it's like why is it always spiders and bats in fact nightmare on elm street has a lot of that where yeah. it's like spiders and bats yep. rambo yep. Yep. spiders you know and um, so, yeah, in the game, there's like levels where it's like these bats are coming after you. So if you've watched all his reviews, you will get a lot of these jokes. If you haven't, you might not. Um, but, you know, his 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 reviews are always very crude and he used a lot of bad words and stuff like that. But they're hilarious. Um, and this game is actually really freaking good. And I've never played the second one, um, huh. but I did play the first one. I never like unlocked everything there's like hidden characters like other youtubers in the game you can like oh, find um i remember finding pat country and um huh. so yeah i'm really looking forward to play this you one know, again this this is on my radar now john because I'm, you know i think this is you perfect like it. for me let me send you some links to my favorite avgn reviews so at least you'll have some back history to him yeah um, i mean i'm but, looking at i'm looking at the the, the world's the name of them and mm-hmm. um i mean yeah they're very spooky <laughs> we got hassle assholevania blizzard of balls dungeons and dickholes i mean this sounds incredible i'm all in for this game it's a really good game um i'm really looking forward to playing the second one i want to just do everything in these games they're just they're just super fun and from what i have seen um these are not just like re-releases or ports they actually made changes to the levels to make them better um, just game improvements. It's almost like we've released these games, and now we're gonna we're gonna re-release these games, but we're gonna just make them better. We're not gonna offer you the original. We're just making them better, better level design, better graphics, better whatever. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And it, it's so it's conflicting because it comes out this Friday, and it's like ah, oh, but Pikmin comes out. So I like I still haven't decided what I'll play first. Um, I'm definitely. I'll just tell you right now. I'm doing a 30 second review of probably both of these games. So well, it's 15 dollars. Um, uh, comes out Friday, and you know I need a little two week game to hold me over to the 20th. This should be the winner. I think. I think you will really like it. It's really that funny. And when I remember when he dies, he just says things. He's like, "Fuck shitball, fuck it." It's like, it's so good. It's really fun. So it's I'm gonna send you some. Game. It's no, it's not a kid friendly game, um, <laughs> but I'm going to send you some. I, I'll send you my three favorite AVGN reviews and yeah. uh, I'll just make that your homework assignment to watch them because I think they'll really help you when you play this game. Yeah, um, yeah no, no, that's a really good one. I recommend that one a lot. Um, I played it. It's great. So. Um, so, yeah, we got three good games coming out this week. Awesome. I'm all in. Um, all in, baby. All right. All in. <laughs> If that's it, John, uh, this has been an absolute blast, a fun episode. Whoa, 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 whoa. I almost forgot one last thing. Let's hear it. I forgot one last thing. October 31st, Halloween is the big Animal Crossing event. Uh, uh, that's when you're going to be able to get... You're going to... Well, 
Halloween is when you get all of the cool reactions. There's the trick or treating, all the candy stuff. I a lot of things. I don't think people know what's going to happen. Um, but all fall we've been saving up candy. All October we've been saving up candy, and it's going to be a really it's fun just event. One day. I mean, it is a one day event. Well, all month they've had the recipes. I mean, yeah, obviously yeah, you, you have collecting your candy and all recipes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Halloween is like a big Halloween event, so that's definitely the day. Like Michelle and I are both going to be playing for hours. But that just day. not all weekend. No, it's just Halloween day. Ah, what a fucking yeah. scam! That's yeah. stupid. What it's Halloween. You don't make it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Who oh, cares? you're gonna send your kids out on Monday and go trick or treating? Go see how that works out. No, but exactly. You want to go be with your kids? You don't want to be sitting there playing animal. Oh, kids, we gotta go home. A uh, uh, Jack and Animal Crossing's coming to town. I gotta go. No, make it all weekend. Did you say Jack in Animal Crossing? I don't know. Is that his name? Pumpkin Jack? Is it a crossover? <laughs> Jack and Pumpkin. Uh, yeah. No, it's going to be cool. But, like, you haven't been playing Animal Crossing all month. We know. So, no. yeah. It's going to be cool, though. So, yeah, I just want to make sure everybody remembers. Go play on Halloween. And go vote by November 3rd. Vote. Next time we see you, the election will be over. Um, we're not going to talk about it here. But uh, that's just something else for the next couple weeks. And then I think that's it. And my birthday's coming up. But we'll what? talk about that next well, when's, episode. When's that? And we'll talk about it next well, episode. To, well, I have to prepare. It's 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 right after next episode. I need to prepare. This is I'll not good. I'll send you my I'm address. Right. All right, I'll I'll show up there <laughs> in a box. <laughs> we'll record live together. All right, guys. <laughs> thank you so much. Remember, um, again, all those fun outro stuff that I told you earlier. Go do those things and have a wonderful night. Happy Halloween. Be safe, whether you don't trick or treat or not, whether you're shut down or not. Have fun. Hope you enjoy this episode. Listen to it two, maybe three times. You never know. Maybe you'll catch on something new. But John, peace out. Good night. Happy Halloween. Good night, Dad. Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul, seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize. But I don't think we should. A spooky, scary skeleton shouts startling, shrilly screams. They'll sneak from their sarcophagus and just won't leave.